It's time for the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email backtothebookbroadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Walland, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwalland.org. And now the broadcast. Alrighty, please take your Bibles if you would and turn to the book of Psalms, the book of Psalms chapter 2. Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and read the entire psalm just for an introduction for this week. And uh, the, the, if I could title this this week, it would be simply this, Sinner, why fight against God? Sinner, why fight against God? Let's go ahead and read our text. The Bible says, Why do the heathen rage? And the people imagine a vain thing. The kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their bands asunder, and cast away their cords from us. He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath, and vex them in his sore displeasure. Yet have I set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. I will declare the decree, the Lord hath said unto me, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. Ask of me, and I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance, and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. Thou shalt break them with a rod of iron, thou shalt dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Be wise now, therefore, O ye kings, be instructed, ye judges of the earth, serve the Lord with fear, and rejoice with trembling." Kiss the son, lest he be angry, and he perish from the way, when his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are they that put their trust in him. Now we know that from the book of Acts that David wrote this psalm. And so the way the psalms works is that uh, many times... uh, the, the psalm is going to have a primary interpretation or a situation that the author wrote it from, something he was going through in that time of life. Then many times this book of psalms is, is a prophetic book. And so there will be a prophetic application. It will be pointing to something of Christ. And then as you continue to study, many times there's also a practical application. We're going to, we're going to try to give you all three this week. Um, and just real quickly, I want to look, just give you kind of the context, the situation that David was in here, where, where I think it is. And now I've not found some of the other writers that say this. Honestly, a lot of people don't say a lot about it at all. But as I was thinking, the Lord just brought this to mind and it fits. Take it for what it's worth. Do some studying yourself if, if, uh, if you need to. But I, I think this, this fits very well. We see David writing this. He's writing this from the perspective of a group of people that are fighting against the king. They do not want this king to be reigning over them. And this fits the situation. We see in, in second or I'm sorry, in first Samuel in chapter first Samuel in chapter sixteen, David is anointed to be king over Israel. Now then he was just a young child. But at we can turn, I don't know if I need to take time to do this, if we were to turn to uh, 2 Samuel chapter 2, 
and verse 11, you'll find in, in that time period, King Saul has finally been killed. Now it's time for David to begin uh, taking over the kingdom of Israel. And we see that David is received as king by Judah, but Israel still rejects him. Now David knows that it is God's plan for him to be king over Israel. He was anointed for that years and years before this point. But as you read the scripture in 2 Samuel chapter 2 and verse 11, it, it tells us that David becomes king in Hebron, and that's there over the tribe of Judah and I believe Benjamin, and he's there king for seven years and six months before he ever becomes king of Israel. And so I think that David is writing this from that perspective. Here, here he knows that God wants him to be king over Israel. God has anointed him to be king over Israel. But yet there's this group of people that does not want him to be king over them. They're resisting him. They're rejecting him. And he knows that at some point, God is going to make it to where he becomes king. And those that still reject him are going to be put, put under him. So that, that's kind of the primary um, interpretation. I think that's the situation David is writing this from. And just take that for what it's worth. But there's a prophetical aspect to this psalm as well. And it's actually in two parts. We see that part of this has happened already. And if, if you were to turn with me to the book of Acts, I, I will show you. Here in Acts chapter 4, you are finding the apostle Peter and John. They've been taken by the, some of the leaders, the Pharisees and the high priest. Um, and they've been, they had been preaching there and the priests try to tell them to stop preaching and all. Well, they come back to their company. We'll pick up reading here in verse 23. I want you to see this. The Bible says, And being let go, they went to their own company and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said unto them. And when they heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, thou art God, which hath made heaven and earth and the sea and all that in them is, who by the mouth of thy servant David hath said, Why did the heathen rage and the people imagine vain things? That's a direct quote from chapter 2 of Psalms. It says, The kings of the earth stood up, and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For of a truth against thy holy child Jesus, whom thou hast anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, were gathered together, for to do whatsoever thy hand and thy counsel determined before to be done. So there we see a fulfillment of part of that prophecy there in the Psalms. It prophesied of Christ coming and how that he would be rejected of Israel rejected by the Gentiles, rejected by the kings and leaders of that time. And so you have that part of, of the prophecy. But there's a second part in this chapter that has yet to be fulfilled. And that actually applies to us a lot more than most of us would realize. And it is this. That the rejected Messiah has to become the reigning king over this world. Right now he is spiritual king over Christians, uh, over anybody that has accepted him and trusted him. 
But one day, and in the very near future, we see things in prophecy, the events are lining up, God is bringing things to a close. One day, very soon, Jesus Christ will come to earth and set up a literal, physical kingdom on this earth for a thousand years. The Bible would refer to it as the millennial year reign or the thousand year reign. We call it the millennial uh, reign. That has yet to be fulfilled. So there's still prophecy in this psalm that we are watching being fulfilled before our eyes. Things are happening. Things are, are coming to a close. People are still resisting the, the Lord God, the kings of the earth. Nobody wants the authority of Christ in their life, and we'll get into that more throughout this week as we begin to look. So that's the pro the prophetic aspect of this psalm here. But there's a lot of application that we can apply to our lives. Now, if we want to know the context of the psalm, We can find it in the first verse. There is a question that is asked, and hence the, my title, Why, Sinner, Do You Fight Against God? Here's what David asks. Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? That's the question that he begins to answer through this entire chapter. He says, why do they rage? Why do they imagine a vain thing? He begins to tell us exactly what they are doing with their anointed king. He tells us about the Lord God Almighty and, and, and His sovereign plan. And he begins to tell us about the judgment that is prepared for those that reject the Savior. So, let's just go ahead and begin to break this psalm up a little bit. And really, I'm preaching to Christians. Christians, I mean, I mean, I mean, to sinners. Christians can use this definitely as a uh, as a witnessing tool. I never realized how much some of these psalms have the gospel intertwined with it, but this psalm here is packed with the gospel. I want you to notice first of all the anger of the sinner. The anger of the sinner. Let's go ahead and read verses 1 and 2 of this chapter again. It says, Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed. I'm going to stop reading right there. We see the anger of the sinner. Now, the word heathen, it's referring, especially from David's perspective as a Jew, it's referring to Gentiles, but really in application we can say not just the Gentiles, we can say anybody that rejects Jesus Christ. Why do the heathen rage? That word rage, it means to be violent and tumultuous. It means to be riotous. And it speaks, it kind of carries the idea of the sinner in his pride and the sinner in his resistance towards God. Now that got my mind turning a little bit. Why is it that this sinner is mad? Why is it that these sinners are mad? My mind began turning just a little bit. As, as I began to think about this, and honestly, this is exactly what we find playing out in our world today. 
The sinner is angry at God. Now, why is that? First of all, I want to say they're angry at God because of the rebellion of their father. If we were to turn to John chapter 8 and verse 44, we would begin to, to see this play out. Jesus, I believe he's speaking to the Pharisees here, and he, he begins to tell them, Ye are of your father, the devil. Now, contrary to a philosophy that is very prevalent among the world's people, that everybody is a child of God, that is not the case. Naturally, we are, Satan is our father. Naturally, we are the offspring of the devil. Until we become born again, until we become brought into the family of God, God is not our father. So here is a, a, a people, the heathen, the sinners, the wicked, that hate God. Why is that? Because their father hates God. Ever since he was cast out of heaven. You see that they're of their father the devil. He hates God. They're going to be just like him. And they fight against God. They resist God. They want nothing to do with God. They want to throw off all yoke of, of God in their life. Because they don't want to deal with him. They're, they're just like their father the devil. Not only are they mad at God because of the rebellion of their father and they've inherited that same rebellion in their own hearts, but they're mad at God because of God's restraint on their lust. Now, I'm not going to be able to finish this in this segment. I'll have to pick up on this in a moment. But that verse in John chapter 8, verse 44 goes on to say, You're of your father, the devil, and the lusts of your father ye will do. The sinner knows that if he accepts a holy God, the sinner knows that if he has to um, believe in a God, then there are moral and physical restraints on his life that he has to follow. The sinner hates that. He wants no authority of God in his life. He does not want his lust restrained. We'll pick up right here tomorrow. You've been listening to the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email broadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Wallen, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwallen.org.